Hi, I'm Trenton Stander. Hi, I'm Tim Brown. And, and this is the Open Heart Cast. To show some support. Yibble. Yibble. And we'll be seeing you all at the Brooklyn Knife Show. 4th to, no, to 6th December yes. at the Brooklyn Mall in Pretoria. Yes. Um, be there or be square. Yeah, man, it's going to be awesome. Like, even if you just want to pop in to say, how's it? Have a look at what's going on there. There's going to be some incredible, incredible makers coming through. So we're really looking forward to the, to the uh, Brooklyn Knife Show. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be awesome. We're going to get to see some people we haven't seen for a while. Yeah. And we're going to get to see Michelle's one. Yes. And yes. hopefully Joanne Wright will be there. We just, while we were setting up for the live feed, we saw some of the work she's just forward. Man. I need to meet this chick because uh, she's seriously talented. She, she's she's rocking it, man. She's rocking it big time. So, um, Joanne, if you're watching this, you are doing some great work, man. I'm very, very impressed. Uh, I met Joanne. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I can't remember what year it was, but at one of the Brian Blixums, the first Brian Blixum I went to. That was last, not last. Yeah, it was last year probably because I wasn't there last year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Could have been last year. But, yeah, actually, that makes sense last year. So, anyway, so I met Joanne there, and she was rocking it already that that time. Mm. Um, but she's she's really done a lot in the in the past little while. So, big shout-out to you, my friend. So, shall we get going? Yeah. Um, I need to put this pencil away because it's just messing with my OCD. I don't like seeing pencils on shop properly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so three, two, one. Yes, and welcome to this week's episode of the Open Hearth Cast. We are coming to you live from Rudepoort mm. at Trenton's Workshop. Yes. So you can see the nice big, if you're watching the live feed, you can see the nice big draw press behind us. Mm-hmm. It's very pretty. That's very nice, no? Yeah, so we tried, we went camping last weekend and we, we tried to record an episode on brownies at didn't quite work out that well. We were we were rather fucked, actually. We were we were very fucked. Um, it was there were a lot of funny moments, but I think mostly funny in those moments. But <laughs> but we were we were having a listen to it earlier because that was meant to be one of our next podcasts. But we're going to edit that edit that episode. And we are going to deliver it at a later point. Yeah, we'll we'll cut it up into bits. We'll cut it up into bits and pieces. And you may have to get stone to like. Yeah, to truly, be with it. truly appreciate it. Um, you're gonna have to be stoned probably, or take some edibles. Edibles. Edibles yeah. work. Brownies work. They yes, rock. They Especially rock. when you can see the music. <laughs> hey, boss, that was an experience, eh? So, so we. Um, we planned to do this podcast uh, throughout the day, mm. and we were just talking about a few subjects that were coming up as we were talking. And one of the subjects was authenticity. Yes. Which I think is an extremely interesting topic in in of itself, because there's a lot to be said about authenticity, isn't there? Mm. There is. I mean... 
you know, I've quite I've watched quite a lot of, of Joe Rogan stuff and Gary Vaynerchuk and stuff, and um, we've talked. Me and Trent have talked about should we tone down our, our podcast a little bit, you know? But at the same time, you know, we, we want to be ourselves. Mm. Um, we don't want to maintain a persona that's not us. Yeah, yeah. So if we swear, I'm fucking sorry. Really, <laughs> fucking sorry. <laughs> but but, but this is this is the thing, Hatem, is that. Um, we we don't we don't swear because it's a thing to do like it it genuinely is who we are mm. and i think a, a lot of south africans swear a fair amount maybe mm. not all but um that's that's just the culture mm. and like we we don't want to try and have to be somebody else and then when you meet us in person, you're like, well, these are two fucking very different people. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Are we like, yeah. it's what like, I, I paid for my budget, my, my, my uh, GP, uh, <laughs> PG, PG, fucking PG. I paid for my PG rating of Trent and Stander and Tim Brown. Yeah. I wanted fucking back. Like, yeah. we want to be fucking ourselves. That, yeah. the, not fucking ourselves. What? Yes. What? <laughs> That's a bit hectic. But we want to be ourselves. Mm. Okay. Um, So that's the entire point here of of authenticity is like, if you don't like listening to the podcast because of the swearing and so on and so forth, that's, that is your thing. And that is entirely your prerogative. Um, But what we're trying to say here is not, it's not that we don't give a fuck. It's just that we don't give a fuck what you think. Mm. Right. It's your opinion, mm. and if you don't appreciate, we appreciate the fact that you will take take your leave. But at the same time, we just want to be ourselves and have fun and, and talk about all sorts of things. Yeah, and I mean, you know, authenticity doesn't relate to the way we, we, we talk, and, and it's, you know, we're trying to put our thoughts out there in an unrefined way. I'm not sure, I wouldn't say unrefined, but in a in a raw fashion, and you know, authenticity. Oh, English. Sorry, ne. Um, you know, when even when it comes to designing knives, I mean, uh, both me and Trenton, or Trenton's doing it officially. I'm doing it unofficially. There's a, a, a blade toba or draw toba started by Brad Whelan. Well, yeah. Um, and. So we, you know, designing different lives each day of the of the month or whatever. But like there was a, a thing on cookeries and I didn't draw a cookery. I draw I drew something that I've made before but I fucked up the heat treatment and cracked it. Um but I redrew it, but I did, wasn't happy with the original handle, so I modified the handle in the drawing and it's more of a I would say a Jason Knight style handle now but it's still it's my interpretation mm. um it's what what looks good to my eye yeah um so it's all it's all you know good to to look at other makers and you know try and, and pick up different style points but at the same time you want to develop your own style and you want to try and take inspiration from other people but not copy yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, that's the thing. And, and, and I mean, we've spoken a few times now about style and how do you develop your style as a knife maker? How do you, 
how do you make a knife so that your knife if like you get known for that particular style and as soon as i see that knife i can say that's a tim brown knife like how do you develop that style because making everything it is still doable within the framework of your style that's what's so beautiful about style you can take your you can take something like a cookery for example mm-hmm. and maybe yes you could argue the fact maybe it's not an original cookery but now you're calling it a cookery mm. maybe a cookery inspired knife mm. it's like it's like my my cleaver that we looked at earlier mm. it's a let's have a look at that actually <clears throat> it's not a serbian cleaver yeah. because i'm not serbian yes but it's a serbian style cleaver or yes. almazan style cleaver exactly. but it's my interpretation and i put a, a, a jason knight type style uh, flared handle on it because i think it suits the knife yeah um, and i mean it's like it's like my kitchen knives dude like my kitchen knives are japanese inspired some of them european inspired mm. but um they're not japanese knives the mm. japanese inspired knives because we're not freaking japanese although sometimes when you're high you look japanese thanks bro so look at that guys for the guys on the live feed um for everybody else i'm sorry we will try and you, if you guys want to check this knife out go to tim brown's uh instagram instagram page simbi forge e-n-s-i-m-b-i forge yeah on instagram so he posted some beautiful pictures of this and uh it is a stunning serbian inspired meat cleaver yeah it's a love let me just try not drop this cloth here i love the forged finish on this it is a beautiful beautiful piece yeah. what would have we got here we got cap, um camel thorn camel thorn and uh, walnut and walnut so camel thorn in the center and walnut walnut excuse me on the back mm. very nice combination it looks better in person mm. but uh it's a hell of a knife dude and i think it's going to be a hell of a cleaver mm. you know i've seen many guys try and make cleavers mm. some of them look ridiculous And I'm not talking within the knife making community on in South Africa. A lot of the guys here actually make fairly decent cleavers yeah, and some of them make exceptional cleavers like Wayne Oster. Yeah. So but I've seen a lot of friends of mine try guys that know that I'm trying to do the knife making full time and all of that and um they show me their their chopping knives or their uh Serbian cleavers and things like that and like if you guys want to learn how to do that stuff then go to knife makers who have made these things or have an understanding of how to make them like there's nothing wrong in trying to make something yourself because maybe you don't know the people who who do knife making i know that was very much the case with me for a long time yeah um i didn't know enough knife makers to actually get an understanding of how to make different things and but if you really want to learn you will go out there and find out who is in the knife making industry what in whatever country you are in um and there most likely will be people in and around your area that do the same thing mm. 
that makes it easier mm. in the journey. And I, th- I think uh, you can do a lot of research on, on Instagram and uh, Facebook to find guys around your area that um, make knives that, that you're interested in. It mm. doesn't help you go to Jack Conan when you want to make, uh, or that's not really true, but it's not really true. Jack's, no, Jack's known for his straight razors. Yes. If you want to know about straight razors, just go to Jack and save yourself the hassle. I would say if you want to know about most things, go to Jack yeah. because he is very helpful. But I mm. think the point you're bringing across is that, um, is that go to people who make the specific thing yeah. that you want to make. Yeah, you go to the, the person who specializes in the thing. Like yeah. if you want to, if you want to learn truly how to make Japanese kitchen knives, you go to Japan and you go find a a, a, a knife maker who's willing to teach you, and you learn the exact way. If you want to make Japanese styled knives, then you will go to people who make those type of knives. Yeah, even if they are. Um, in your, preferably if they're in your area. I mean, nobody really has money to fly to Japan. Yeah. And if, if you do have money, just send it our way. We'll go there for you. <laughs> we'll make a podcast about specific questions within that framework. Yeah. But, um, yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> sorry, bro. I'm, like, I'm sorry. What the fuck, over? <laughs> sorry, we just lost ourselves there for a moment. We just lost ourselves. So, um, we were talking earlier authenticity. about authenticity. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, defining your own style and and you know, it's all good and well to to if you if you feel that way to copy people when you're trying to learn how to make. But when you want to define your style, you need to start uh, putting your own legwork in and sitting down with a piece of paper and a pencil, or if you're gifted on a computer with a CAD program or whatever. But start drawing things that are pleasing to your eye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then try and make them. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, this is, this is the thing for me. I'm, I'm just recapping a little bit of my journey and how my thought process has changed over the, the period of time that I've been more dedicated toward knife making is when I was, let's say, a novice. Like I'm trying to do this professionally. Mm. Only now am I trying to do it professionally. Back then I was just, but basically what Neil says, I was fucking around. I was going to say that, but I, I didn't want to. I was fucking around. So, um, the thing is, I used to think it was totally okay to go and take a, a very generic brand, like very generic style of knife that you can find on the internet, you can find the designs on the internet, you can get PDF copies of yeah. designs of different knives that, that give different guys have mm. have made up. But that the point there is there's nothing wrong doing that, especially if you've been given permission to go and download the PDF. Um, so there's nothing wrong in doing that, but in time, you do not want other people's styles influencing you in their entirety. Mm. You you need to, you can have similar styles to other people, mm. of course, but you still want it to be identifiable as your piece, you as a maker, yeah. especially if you're going at this full time. 
Yeah. And you're starting a career out in it. You want your own style. I mean, guys like uh, Stuart and Niels, they've been around for long enough to build their, their own style and their own following. I mean, what's Niels is over 20,000 followers on, on it, Instagram. It, it's a crazy amount. And the thing is, Niels makes a very particular style of knife. Yes. Whether it be a dagger or a, a utility knife or whatever. You, you can always see that it is Neil's work. Mm. You don't even need to see the picture. Like you, you, you just well, you do need to see the picture. But what mm. I'm saying is, like, you don't have to see. Oh, Niels van der Berg posted this. Like, mm. you can see it's his work immediately. Yeah, um, and it's the same with Stuart Stuart Bowie. Yeah, he? he he was uh, mentioned. I think it was yesterday. He he's got a slight problem when it comes to making Bowie's. Is that they tend to get big. Mm. Mm. That's what she said. Go be- <laughs> Sorry, that's a leftover from the last episode. From the last. We were listening to it earlier, guys. Mm. It is hectically funny. Um, but, yeah, we, we had basically taken some brownies, um, and uh, they were, they were you know, a particular type of brownie. Mm. And uh, Not the ones the girl got sell. Yeah, yeah. If they sold those, I'd be their biggest supporter. But, mm. anyway... So these things started kicking in, especially on the second half of the uh, recording. Mm. And we're going to release that, but um, we're going to edit it here and there. Mm. Um, So it's going to be very funny, but uh, Mm. you're going to have to look at it with a very open mind and a very amused state of mind as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Uh, It's not for sissies. (laughs) It's not for sissies and it's not for people who get offended easily. Yeah. So if you so remember if you get, that if you get offended easily, if you're still with us, please leave now, or just keep your offense to yourself. <laughs> That's the best defense. It's not that we don't give a fuck; it's just that we want to be our fucking selves. Okay. Yeah. yeah that mean, that that's ultimately what it is. Is like, of course, we pe- we care to mm. a degree how we how we present ourselves to people because mm. we want to be likable. We want mm. to have our customer base enjoy the type of people that we are. Mm. But at the end of the day, we are just ourselves mm. and mm. We, we want to be organic in a sense. Organic, yeah. Like just be your fucking self. You don't mm. have to try and be somebody else. The world is a big fucking place. And, um, well, it's a small place now, like mm. with technology and shit. But anyway, the point is like – there's a lot of people that copy other people. Don't mm. be that guy. Be somebody different. Be yourself. Have your yeah. own journey. Have your own path. Be yeah. your own person. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's too much effort to keep up a persona that's not you. Um, it is. It I mean, is. I've been in corporate, I call it corporate life for 20 odd years. Um, and... Trying to mind your P's and Q's is difficult sometimes. Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes you just need to lose your shit. Yes. And uh, it's not always conducive to a productive work environment to tell someone to fuck off with a fucking anchor. Yeah. yeah. Although that's what you must say in your head. Yes. But uh, you can't always say that in person. And yeah. I think that's something that's wrong with society. I think we should be open. People should be open enough to be who they are. Yeah. Um. Why put up all this fucking smoke and mirror shit? Yeah. Um, it, it puts a lot of unnecessary strain, especially if you're trying to do something 
were you publicly out there on mm. social media? Um, and I think it's very important to be able to be yourself and be organic in that, mm. in that sense. Like having a scripted out, like we have never spoken about doing an actual script. We write ideas down, which mm. you could say is scripted in a sense, but we write ideas down so that we don't forget what topics we wanted to discuss within mm. the podcast. And sometimes we don't get to them and they get fouled under F, but the, I, like we came to authenticity just by chance, actually. By chance. We were talking about the podcast. Yeah. And, and, I, and I was saying sometimes I feel like I should tone myself down by not, not being so hectic because yeah. – a lot of people like I, I. I hate to be the guy who's getting known as the fuckity fucked, the fuckity fuck guy, but that's that's the reality. I do mm. swear a lot. Mm. Like I'm so though. I'm sorry. I'm fucking mm. sorry, but mm. it's the fucking truth. So, mm. yeah, I mean that's how I am generally. I'm around mm. Jack. Jack's also told me that a guy from the guild mm. said your app swears a lot. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> what the fuck over? <laughs> what the fuck over? Yeah, so, but I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just how it is though. The thing is, you know, life's too short to try and keep up appearances for other people so that you can fit in. And I've done that for the longest time in my life where mm. I've kept up appearances for the sake of convenience. Mm. And, it is not rewarding, guys. It, mm. You feel so set free from that bullshit mm. when you are just your clean self. Mm. And the, the thing is, it's, you know, you're not actually doing anybody a favor by not being yourself. Um, you're just making extra work for yourself. Exactly. Because, you know, it's just, I mean, I said to Trenton earlier, I mean, I feel at most comfort in my garage clothes with my fucking slippers on and I will go to pick and pay like that and I won't wash my face and I won't wash my hands well we have to wash our hands now when we're going to the store anyway but it's a good convenience so I don't have to do it at home but the more offensive if I see someone get offended by my appearance I actually feel good because fuck you who are you to judge me yeah, <clears throat> but I mean it's, it's who I am I, I feel comfortable in my garage clothes because I'm a knife maker and I'm a blacksmith. So yes. that's what I do. That's what you do. And mm. and the thing is here as well is that if you're not yourself and you always like this sort of budget version of yourself, like if you want to put it like that, mm, this budget like the budget version of yourself. 50% off net? Yeah. It's, 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 it's fucking ridiculous to me because like mm. if you're your budget version of yourself with – with your friends and everybody of mm. in your life, and then you have an entirely different life mm. that is dodgy as fuck. Mm. Like, but you want to be two people mm. with different groups of friends. Mm. Like, just don't fucking do it. Mm. It's simpler because then to the group of friends that you're not so hectic with and they don't truly know who you are, mm. they'll be like, they'll find out about the shit and they'll be like, what the fuck? Freaking Nora is Trent getting up to. My <laughs> God, this guy's hectic. So, so that's the point. Like I've done that. I've lived two lives. Mm. One entirely, you know, if you want to put it in a way like censored mm. life. 
Okay, and then I've lived a very hectic life on the side as well, mm. um, where I've you know ugh, I'm not going to get into it, but it's like it's just easier to be who you are without mm. the worry that something that, that something mm. is going to like you're going to lose some friends because they get offended mm. by that shit. Like, and if if you're going to lose those friends because they get offended, well, were they really friends in the first place? Mm. I mean, we. Life's too short to try and, and keep everybody happy. And I think both me and Trenton are both people pleasers. And um, it's fucking hard work trying to keep all you fuckers happy. Um, <laughs> Look, I would say that to a degree. Yeah. I would say that to a degree. I wouldn't mm. say we're people pleasers. Mm. But I would say that we we find um, an inner peace when we know that mm. that people like us. Yeah. Okay. It's like we're willing to do things with our time that is generous to other people mm. because we do like to do favors for people and we mm. do like to help where we can and things like that. Like um, your <laughs> good man. Good man. Thank you so much, brother. Yeah. Um, but, but that's the thing here is mm. that. Like, yeah, we, we're not people pleasers in the sense that, oh, you can just fuck us around. Mm. But, and like, we'll tell you to fuck right off. Mm. Like, but we want to be courteous. You want to be courteous and you want to help people. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice. Help, it, you know, there is, there is reward in actually helping people. Yes. Um, I mean, there's a few guys that have been through my shop that I've taught a few things. Uh, one of the guys, he came and he did a tongs course with me. And uh, he sent me a picture this morning of some some really just tongs he made. I showed yep. them to Trent, and they yes. like pretty. Fu- I'd be impressed to have made tongs like that. Very very nice tongs. And, and, I, and, I, and I you know it's so proud for me to say, Trenton, I taught this guy how to make tongs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he absolutely. actually fucking listened. Yeah. <laughs> and and this is the point here is that if you are more giving with your time to help people and just be a good human being, mm-hmm. like. People will love you mm. despite who you are mm. or how hectic you may be <clears throat> yeah, I mean, or whatever it is because mm. you are helping people um, and you are, you are being a good human being. They can look past all the shit that they think they get offended about or whatever mm. because you are you're genuinely helpful. You are genuinely, mm. genuinely a good person person you know, okay speaking of that i was watching um a bit of youtube when is it this morning and i watched a video by um alec norton is it it is norton yeah from yeah. uh the forge cards valhalla ironworks yes. and um he's he's doing a hammer giveaway um and the reason he's doing a hammer giveaway is he's, he's never done a, a giveaway on his channel before but Another knife or a blacksmith in Australia decided to do a giveaway of a Sam Towns hammer. But in his video, he went and he first ripped it to pieces, and then he still has all day to say, if you win it, you must pay for the shipping because he's not spending another dollar more on a Sam Towns hammer. Which is a dick thing to do. Rule number four, people. Don't be a dick. And, um, you know, Sam is a really fucking genuine oak. Genuine, genuine. He does a lot for the blacksmithing community. This guy, in fact, has actually been to Sam's place and Sam's taught him a few things on blacksmithing. So to go and diss a guy's work when you haven't even spoken to him about 
what you're not happy with. Yes. It's just a dick move. And as Alex said, it's very fucking un-Australian. Yes. Not that we're Australian. But well, we, as I think the South African culture in many ways is mm-hmm. somewhat somewhat uh, similar to the, to yeah, the Australian fuck, culture. Yeah, we're both a bunch of fuckers. <laughs> but we enjoy being that because yeah, that's who we are. That's true. It's true. I've always viewed the, the Australians as very similar to South Africans in a way because I generally get on with Australian people. Mm. Like, I've got a lot of family in Australia, and uh, and I think they're all cool. Australia, 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 we love you. Amen. Uh, 100%. Yeah, mate. But, um, yeah, I, I genuinely love the, the Australian bunch. They are brilliant. I think they're they've funny got a, as fuck. <laughs> they've got a very similar <laughs> sense of humor. I mean, the more offensive it is, the funnier it is. That's just the way we are. The one thing that upsets me. The one thing that upsets me is that whenever South Africans are in movies, mm. they always have an Australian accent to some degree. Yeah, and it's like, what the fuck, over? We're not completely different. And even Australians will agree with us. It's like, that's not us. That's not a South African. That's, that's fucking a, Aussie. <laughs> that, that's, that's, if you don't like the South African accent, mm. then. And, and you're Australian, that might be offensive to you that the South African accent mm. sounds Australian. But anyway, that's the, like, I, I just love Australian people. I would love to go and visit Australia. Yeah, I think I really would. If I ever get to go to Australia, I'd have to make two stops. One of them at, at Sam's Town, Sam, bad that English, English, Sam Towns. I think he's in Brisbane. And then the other one is I'd have to go to Tasmania. To go visit Alex Norton. Alex Norton. I'd love to go and uh, awesome eat some guy. iron with that guy. Yeah. Um, genuine oak. And he's also one of the, he's 100% authentic. Mm. Um, he is who he is. And uh, that's what I dig about him. And uh, just a shout out to both of them for doing the Forgecast. Yes. Um, Absolutely. I think we took a lot of inspiration from that, which is Absolutely. why we are recording our one. Yeah. Um, at the same time, we don't want to compete with them. No, we, it's not about competing. Yeah. It's not about competing at all mm. because there is a big enough world for us all to fish in. Yeah. And the thing is, we we this this podcast, whether it be, will become something or not, is is not the real is not the real ambition for this podcast. It's just to share have fun fun and share our journey and yeah. and just talk. I mean, we. I've got no issues promoting channels mm. for my very small audience, mm. um, just because I enjoy that channel and that mm. I learn from it, and that's why we talk about the uh, uh, the uh, Forgecast a lot because mm. they bring up some genuinely good topics. It's mm. informative. It's fun mm. to listen to, mm. and Sam Towns and Alex are doing a freaking phenomenal job. Mm. Yeah, they, they really are. They definitely do. It's 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 my it's the highlight of my Friday is when the um when the forecast comes out. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Big shout out to them. Big shout out. So, I mean, one of the one of the other podcasts we talk a lot about is is the Joe Rogan experience. Oh yeah. Big shout out to Joe Rogan. Hit if, us up if he if he ever watches <laughs> this. But like the thing is, his podcasts are so interesting to me because. Okay, I'm going to be straight up with you guys. Like, I'll like, if I'm planning on watching a Joe Rogan podcast, 
I'll blaze, right? And I'll watch the podcast. And for mm. me, that is the most brilliant experience of my mm. evening. Mm. It's just to sit there and have thought-provoking questions brought to you. Mm. And, and different I, perspectives on them. And what I love about his podcast is he doesn't he doesn't um, pursue a, a particular narrative. He lets it develop and they talk about shit that's interesting. Yeah. And he has a wide variety of people. I mean, he's had neurophysicists mm. or neuroscientists. He's had Elon Musk. He's had that that Asian guy. I'm being racist, but that Asian dude that we talked about. Um, <laughs> he is Asian. It's not. It's he not. went to he went to fucking Congo to look for dinosaurs. I mean, what the fuck? But I mean, he's had so, and he's got comedians. He's had a few politicians on. Yeah. Uh, he really has some interesting characters on, and it's it's nice to have. Uh, open, uncensored conversations yes. to listen to yes. and to think about. Mm. Um, it just it gives you different perspective. It does. And I mean, this I'm is... to wave to someone for me. Oh, there, Kamika. Thanks for joining. Mm. So, yeah. So, this is the whole thing about it is that because Joe Rogan is so authentic in his podcast, and that mm. goes back to what we were talking about earlier about mm. being authentic, he is so authentic mm. that the people... They love him for who he is. Yeah. And they love, like, he's he's genuinely an interesting man to listen to. It's not like mm. he's just, like, it's not only that he's inter- interviewing interesting people, mm. but he's also got a very interesting perspective on things. Yes, he does. He's got a very open mind. Mm. Um, so open that I think he might lose it sometimes. <laughs> no, just it's, kidding. It's, it's, it's brilliant to listen to him, and it's, mm. it's very... It brings out things like that are very deep within yeah. who are we as humans, what what is our purpose here, and mm. all of those things. And you can look at that from a religious point of view. You can look at that from a what we understand about the universe mm. point of view, Big Bang Theory, all that jazz that's in there. Mm. But like, and everybody has their certain belief. I know I do. Mm. Um, it's wrong, by the way. My belief's right. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, shark yeah. mongers. Hey, bitches. Wow. Hectic. <laughs> Hectic. Hectic, dude. <laughs> uh, have um, you started packing, Jacques? Because I'm going to come and take all the stuff out of your garage if you're not careful. I think that guy would have some fucking cool shit to to, uh, to supply. Oh, well, yeah. one of his cool things is now moved to Boxburg. And um, yes, yes, we are really waiting for that power hammer to be up mm. and running. Um, Grant's promised us that we're allowed to go and play on it if we play nice. Beat some hot steel. Where's the knives? Uh, show him the knife there, Trent. The cleaver. Jacques wants to see. This is uh, Tim's cleaver. And I've got a nice piece of Damascus that I got from Z's Knife Supplies. It's uh, Peter Huesen Damascus. I'll make a kitchen knife out of it. So this is what Tim has come up with, guys. Excellent, excellent work. I really like this. This this thing looks boss, but fuck, mm. it's it's just it speaks to like when you hold it, you feel mm. like a fucking badass, right? Like 
it's it's just mm. such a cool knife. It's like a Samuel, it's a Samuel L. Jackson bad motherfucker. Yeah, it's it just you know you get those knives mm. where you hold and you're like, oh, they're classy. That's really mm. good. But then when you hold a knife that looks like this and feels like this, you're like, mm. that's fucking boss, man. Mm. Like I feel like my manhood went up three inches <laughs> because like that's what she it's, said. It's it's so <laughs> yes. okay. <laughs> to know you hanging out with her. <laughs> all right. But I mean that looks that looks so just with the forge finish. That is so cool. Yeah. I just um, I just want to chop some shit with this right well now. Well it's blunt still because I'm Yeah, but why? It's blunt because look the finger, ne? Hey. That's what happens when I work with sharp knives. Let's have a look at that finger. It's Oh, that's still thing. looking dodgy as fuck. But there's the man. cut line, so it's just that the skin's peeling off. Oh, right? okay, okay, okay. My fingerprint there's, is gone. There's the cut line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see. Oh, that was a pretty pretty good effort on my part, I think. Mm. It was gnarly as fuck. I was there when it happened. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like I saw this thing happening, and I was like, "Fuck!" Oh, there we go. And the thing is, when I was cutting with the knife, it was like I shouldn't be holding the knife like this with. Three, but you don't don't hold a knife like that, ne? The wrong way. Hold it like this, ne? Hammer yeah, grip, hammer grip. Because when your finger's pointing and it goes down and hits, it goes under the edge, and then you cut your finger, yes. and then you get a nine and three quarter jig. Yes, yes, and yes. That's how it's made. Um, it's taken, it's taken. It's almost three weeks now. Yeah, it's actually three weeks today. Yes. So for two and a half weeks, I couldn't really work on knives, mm. which as a full time maker is a bit of a problem. Mm. It's a good thing I, I have a part-time income as a stripper. Not that many people want to pay that. They normally pay me to put my clothes back on. <laughs> Boss. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that was it was it was hectic um, that cut because yeah. it's it's really affected your ability to work. Mm. And I um, still because the skin's peeling off, I still don't have full feeling in the tip of my finger, which is great for hand sanding, so you don't get sore fingers. I'd recommend it for hand sanding, but you also don't have feel, so you don't know how hard you're pushing and stuff like that. So that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh fuck! No. Um, all that manhood, what? Chop your fingers, all that manhood. Okay, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's <laughs> not initiation tool, ne? Yes, boss. Fifty percent off and all. <laughs> how do you how do you circumcise the hillbilly? And kick his sister in the mouth. Hectic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She ain't good enough for her own family. Sure ain't good enough for ours. Oh, hectic, hectic, hectic. All right, so, yeah, guys, so Tim and my table, we're sharing a table at the Brooklyn Life Show. Tim and my table, we have just got one. I've got the rest of the payments to make because you mm. you paid the deposit mm. so i've got to just pay that and it's pretty much official yeah it's yeah. official we are we have places Niels yeah. hasn't banned us yet mm. we haven't caused too much cock yet the fuck goes but if you mm. but if you pay late you mm. forfeit your deposit mm. and your table so yeah. that's why i'm saying it's not strictly official but it's mostly official yeah i've got itchy ear ish Scratch the whims. If you got itchy balls, it means someone's talking shit about you. Yeah. Because, because it's like a mind fuck. Yeah. It's like or, you, or you need to bath. Yeah. Or you've got some. Yeah. And if you've got an itchy bum, you haven't wiped properly. Yeah. Wipe, yeah? At least twice. <laughs> Man, I, I was talking to Jack about this the other day. Like, mm. 
I but wonder how he folds his bog. He's probably got some dude, dude particular way. I, I said to him, dude, <laughs> when, when I first started noticing a pattern mm. with him and toilet paper in the workshop, mm. I was like, this guy is so dynamic with bog roll <laughs> that it is incredible. <laughs> it is fucking incredible. And I said to him one day, I said to him, Jack, I would hate to watch you take a shit because it would be the most meticulous shit I have ever seen in my life, right? He's probably going to start watching He's now. He's got a particular way of folding bog roll to accomplish whatever task it is that he wants that bog roll to achieve. Mm. And it's incredible to watch and it's incredible incre- English, incredibly useful in the mm. workshop. But it's like, how do you wipe your ass? That's the question. Because he eats methodically as well. Mm. Very, very fucking methodically. And we spoke about this on the last podcast. Yeah. Mindful eating. Mind, mind, Being mindful while eating. Imagine mm. I just like chug it down and be like, oh, that tasted good. Mm. Um, but, but that was a good point. Mm. Anyway, what was the point? Bog roll. Bog roll. Very important tool in the workshop. Yeah. We go through... Uh, uh, as Walter Sorrells, more tips for the knife maker, says, <laughs> not your version strength, those are censored. <coughs> um, he goes through uh, a literal freaking shit ton of uh, toilet paper or paper towels. And if you want to know what a shit ton is, it's 4.6723 metric tons of bog roll. That's it. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just in knife because it is so fucking useful. It is incredibly useful. Yeah. Uh, that and not just uh, for wiping your ass. <laughs> the, you know the the tools that Jack uses most in his workshop. Let, let me try. There are there are a number of them, but mm. if I have to number them by what what he loves using the most, is his water system on his grinder, mm. his super glue, mm. his Super glue and activator, mm. double sided tape, mm. thin double sided tape, mm. um, pre- pressurized air, mm. and uh, what's the other one? Bog roll. Bog roll. Bog yeah. roll. For sure. And mm. lamp oil. Why does he use lamp oil? He uses lamp oil for so many different things, my dude. Mm. Like, it is incredible. So, on his buffing wheel, he uses it to break down the soap. Okay. And then he cleans it out. Jesus. Okay. So, so the the lamp oil, the the paraffin, breaks down the soap and he uses that to clean his wheel. Flip. I never even knew that. Thanks, Jack. And then he redresses it with more buffing soap. Okay. So, dude, it is, dude, it's it's so useful. Like to take off sticky shit, it breaks down certain glues. Mm. Yeah, that's so, why you know when guys say they use uh, paraffin or Jet A One or stuff for hand sanding, I'm like, you do know that that stuff breaks down the gluing compound that keeps the grit on the paper. That's the thing as well. Mm. That's the thing as well. So, so maybe that's not a great idea. I mean, I used to hand sand with, um, with Q20. Mm. And then I was like, this is getting kind of expensive. But anyway, the thing is, I, I don't find much of a difference between the dry 
hand sanding. On certain papers, there is a difference. Mm. Okay, I'm not saying that there isn't a difference, but mm. for what I need to achieve to an 800 grit, mm. there's no point in me lubricating that. Yeah, no lube. If I'm going to 2000 and upward mm. to bring out a hamon or something like mm. that, then maybe you would want to use water depending on how it is that you do the process. But mm. anyway, so, so lamp oil. Mm. Okay. He uses it for de, uh, like taking, taking stickiness off of things. Um, he puts it on the back of his strop. Okay. When he's stropping a straight razor. On the back. On the back, and then it runs through the the leather pulls it through oh, okay, to the top. Uh, capillary action. Yes. Because science. Yes, because science, bitch. Um. So he uses it for that, but dude, he uses it for so many things. Mm. So many things. Yeah. On this point, are we going to cut the light feed? Light. Yay. Yeah, he paused. The live feed now, yes. um, I think before the tablet fucks out, because mm. then we can take this video and we can uh, put it onto our YouTube channel. We can poach from it. Yes. Yes. So we'll do that, and then we're going to carry on recording. So if you want to listen to what else we have to say, then you're going to have to go on to Spotify, iTunes, or Anchor.fm and uh, listen to the podcast. You guys do that, man. You guys do that. Um, so... I think we are going to... I want to do a section where we can do the screenshot like this. So mm. let's just stay like this for a few seconds. Because Alex and them mm. have that thing where they're like, mm. you know, it's pretty cool. So we shout out to Alex and Sam Towns. Mm. Well, Sam Towns and Alex Norton. Yeah. Um, from the Forgecast. Brilliant, brilliant, guys. Mm. Check it out if you're Check not already. And uh, we will see you on the Open Hearthcast when we release this episode. So, Stay look tuned. forward to seeing you guys. And watch the space, motherfucker. Yeah, boy. Cheers. Cheers. So, now we can carry hey, on. Hey, what's happened? Yes. Are well, we going to pause it here and go get coffee? Because mm. um, I think it's a good point to get Co coffee. Coffee is life, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Open Hearthcast. Find us on Instagram at Open Hearthcast, and we'll see you again real soon.